Hey everybody, welcome to Metal Misconduct. Uh, what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to hang out with some athletes and some musicians and we're going to talk about some NHL and some NFL and Major League Baseball and kind of more or less what a lot of the guys that are doing music and doing the sports are, are into. So uh, it's going to be kind of fun. I'm hanging out with my buddy Sean Rourke from the NHL. What's going on, man? We're just enjoying some metal, and uh, I think it's going to be a great show. The the two things always coincide, it seems, wherever you go. Guys are talking about metal, and the metal guys are always talking about athletes. So I think it's going to be a great marriage. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's you, I find it so fascinating that, you know, me being – by the way, I'm Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records. I guess I should say who I am too, right? Um, so it's always fascinating to me that guys – so many guys who are into sports just are huge – metal fans and they really are into it they know like the music really in and out it's pretty amazing yeah we'll see that a little bit later on in in this show but uh it it really is i mean it's a passion you know you need that escape and and for athletes i think that escape is music they have so much time when when they need to be entertained whether it's on a road trip or whether it's in their dressing room you know hockey players spend so much time in their room that they're constantly motivated and entertained by music so they become very passionate about it whatever form of music it happens to be and you're an example of that too working for the nhl and you're a big metalhead also I am. I'm a rare breed, I think, in my office. And, and again, we do a lot of traveling to document what goes on in the NHL. And, you know, my iPod is probably my most valuable possession when I travel on the road. And it's almost like I have a soundtrack, soundtrack for every trip I make. And most of that is, is metal music. It's it's amazing, like you know. I mean, I'm a big hockey fan, as people may or may not know. So I, you know, obviously love to go to games, and I we go to tons of games every year. And you know, if you go to a hockey arena, and like for example in Pittsburgh, you know, they drop the puck to every game at every game to Rain and Bud by Slayer, or you'll hear a Montmartre at a New Jersey, New Jersey Devils game, or you'll go to Anaheim and they'll play some old school Slayer. So I think the marriage, especially between hockey and metal, is pretty big. It is, and I spend a lot of my time when there's nothing going on at a rink wishing that I could be that PA guy, the guy that makes that music happen to entertain the crowd. I don't know what would happen if I was given those powers, but I know I'd have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> and then you also have you know, guys like baseball players like Mike Piazza and Randy Johnson, and I know uh, there's a bunch of baseball guys who are into metal, and you had a football where you know, Mark Colombo's got a band that, yeah. from the Cowboys, and we constantly meet guys uh, who are mostly offensive linemen who are big big metal fans, but uh, the, the backup punter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Brent Bowden, he's a big, huge fan of Asley Dying in play. So it's really interesting that, you know, the more I, I walk through life and being a sports fan myself, you find out how so many of these people are into metal. So I, I thought it'd be kind of interesting. And, you know, you came up with a great idea about doing a radio show about trying to meld the two together. So I think it'll be fun. It's going to be great. And, you know, you just look at it. I mean, it's mostly the contact sports and metals is a contact endeavor, you know, whether it's the mosh pit or whatever it is. I think it just does that. So this is the soundtrack of the weight rooms. You know, you'll find out from a lot of athletes. This is what they get pumped up to. Excuse the pun. And and it's, (laughs) it's also a soundtrack for the fans. I mean, I think fans look at highlights or they look at their players and and they equate them to whatever kind of music they listen to. And, and in the contact sports, you know, MMA or whatever hockey, whatever it may be. I think they just look at those guys and they're like, those guys are metal. So we're here talking, hanging out with Buffalo Sabres forward Drew Stafford. How are you doing today, Drew? Good, good. So you are a metalhead, yes? How did this come to be? <laughs> yeah. How did you first like get into the whole thing? Uh, well, actually, it started off with uh, 
just kind of picking up the, the guitar and starting uh, and playing drums too. I, I started at a pretty young age, and um, it's just the kind of music that I started leaning towards, uh, listening to, especially the stuff that I like playing. And you know, obviously, I wasn't very good, you know, but it's still fun to listen to. And I don't know, I just uh, just kind of evolved from there. What so, was? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Scott. What was some of that early stuff that kind of got you going there? Uh, well, actually, um, you know, kind of started out with, uh, I mean, this is back way back in when I was maybe eighth grade or so. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing to say now, but, uh, you know, I was really into like corn, Limp biscuit and like, you know, the kind of the old stuff, whatever, when you're a kid. And then that slowly turned into, uh, you know, like Slipknot. And then, you know, then it really started turning into more like, um, you know, I started getting more like European stuff, like, you know, in flames you know, so work, Mama Mars, like all that kind of that stuff. And that really got me into, you know, more of the stuff I listen to today versus the, you know, the stuff that you're going to hear on the radio or what have you. What's like uh, your current favorite from, uh, if you put in your iPod, what would you listen to now? Um, well, actually, uh, there's a band called uh, The Contortionist. Uh, just came out with a CD called Exoplanet. I'm actually playing that quite a bit. Um, I got, uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Acacia Strain. I mean, that Wormwood came out. I mean, it's pretty heavy stuff. Uh, I'm really into that. It's kind of tough because um, uh, Tony Ludman, who was actually on my team last year, plays for Anaheim this year. Uh, we were the only guys really that listen to that kind of stuff. So he's really into the, you know, the old school, like the Slayer, the Megadeth kind of thing. So I started getting into, into more of, uh, you know, some of the newer stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of Faceless. Uh, actually, there's a CD, um, came out with this band, uh, Flesh Rot. I mean, I think they're on Metal Blade, actually. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, that's a big fan of them, just because I like uh, animals as leaders. So, I mean, I could keep naming these, uh, hey, don't these stop. bands off all day. <laughs> you have incredibly good taste for a man that's not in the music business, I must say. Yeah, well, no, I, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm, I can appreciate good talent. I think that, uh, that uh, the guy that, uh, the flesh rod, Naveen, somewhere or another, that guy, I mean, just... Yeah, his ta- I mean, how talented he did on drums, and then, you know, you go see him, and he just shreds on the guitar on that CD, too. It's just amazing. So, so now that awesome. you're all by yourself on the Sabres with this stuff, they're not going to let you blast this in, in the dressing room now, are they? <laughs> not really. Uh, the closest I got to uh, the other day, I actually played uh, I played a little this, uh, periphery in the, uh, in the locker room a little bit. I got away with that a little bit because there's some, uh, some clean, clean vocals in there, but... Most of these guys, you really have no idea about any of this kind of music, can't really appreciate the music. All they hear is just the vocals, so immediately turn them off. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get that sometimes. you get, you got to find a Metallica fan in there and kind of, you know, get him, kind of yeah, corrupt exactly. him a little you gotta bit. you got to get the gateway bands. That's right. You were, you were just talking about Tony a little bit, and uh, he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was the guy that kind of, you were talking about the European influence, he was he was a guy, mm-hmm. I remember talking to him about that and talking about the festivals in Europe and really going crazy about oh, that. Yeah. Is that where that kind of came in? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's the uh, the Tuska Festival over there. Uh, I think it's just a huge, uh, huge for them. He actually introduced to me... Uh, couple bands. I mean, obviously, I knew of, like, you know, some of the Finnish bands, uh, you know, obviously, like, Bodum and stuff. I mean, I knew of them before, but he's a big fan of them, but 
he actually told me about uh, uh, Insomnium, and I'm just a huge fan of Insomnium. I mean, they're amazing. So he's got those a uh, couple of those Finnish bands uh, out there that uh, that are pretty cool. I mean, it's 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 kind of we're just going back and forth with a few things. So pretty uh pretty fun have but you, no one else wants to talk about it <laughs> have you done the european tour festival yet during the off season no i haven't been able to go over there so i heard it's uh heard it's pretty crazy it's pretty amazing if you ever get a chance you, you got to go check out some of those festivals because you'll see you know 10 or 15 of the bands that you love all in the same setting right there it's really mellow exactly you know, all the yeah. everything about european fest there's never no fights or anything people are just hanging out and enjoying music it's fun yeah yeah there's no no idiots in the crowd yeah, exactly. for everybody. Oh, it's good. I, I've heard nothing but good things. Do you do you still play, Drew? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I still uh, still mess around. I mean, it's it's tough, obviously. You know, with, with hockey and everything like that. I mean, it's I've kind of slowed down recently, but you know, it's uh, it's definitely something when I need to uh, need to escape. You know, it's it's good uh, good to have that kind of a hobby. You know, because I can. I have, uh, you know, a few buddies around here in Buffalo that really, they're not, you know, associated with hockey at all. That, you know, we go and we jam a bit and just kind of hang out. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty fun. Actually, um, one of the coolest things about playing, uh, in the NHL, um, is a lot of these bands that, you know, I've listened to for a long time happen to be, you know, they're, they're hockey fans. You know, obviously, you know, that's how I've, you know, I've got in touch with you, Brian, as well, you know, but, uh, you know, through like, you know, the guys with in on earth and, uh, you know, Chimera and every time I die, you know, they're from Buffalo and, uh, the guys in Mastodon, like, you know, not to be name dropping bands here or anything like that, but it's been pretty cool to see both sides of it. Um, you know, and how similar they are, you know, when those bands go on tour and, uh, you know, they're traveling all the time, we're traveling all the time. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot that's, uh, uh, you know, it's related and it's, it's pretty interesting to see. That side of it. You've just it's, nailed the whole genesis of our show right <laughs> exactly. there in one sentence. Thank you, Drew. We're going to cut that one out, <laughs> yeah. and that's going to yeah, sell the whole welcome. show. <laughs> but, but it is that whole cliche, like, you know, uh, musicians want to be athletes, and athletes want to be musicians. So I, we find that all the time. We have so yeah. so many of the bands, like, excited. I'll, I'll never forget one time uh, Metallica was playing at the Forum. This back, you know, when the Kings still played at the Forum. And they played, like, I don't know, four or five nights. And, like, the biggest thrill was that Lars was, was in the Kings dressing room, and he was able to put on Wayne Gretzky's helmet. Yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> it yeah. got him totally into hockey like, after that's, that. That's not that's not a big deal, you know, like, and it's like, dude, this is, you know, Metallica in here. Like, come on, you know, like, <laughs> like I don't consider myself like, you know, any kind of a big deal whatsoever at all. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate to be doing what I love for a living and, you know, it's doesn't, I don't consider this a job at all. And, you know, when I see these guys, you know, the, the music, you know, in the music industry and seeing these bands on tour that I've listened to forever and then getting to meet them and they're just normal guys, you know, like, like me, you know, just normal dudes that just hang out and, you know, get to play in front of, you know, kids every day and they, you know, they enjoy it too. And it's pretty cool to see. Do you have a, a like a special song? You know, you guys are playing Toronto. It's a big game. Do you have something in the iPod that you put on right before you go out to get all fired up? Um, well, um, there hasn't been, uh, you know, anything too uh, specific, uh, recently. I actually have been, uh, in charge of uh the music a little bit so that means i gotta have 
you know, the, the Tolkien uh, Nickelback songs on there for oh, everyone to you're rooting your credibility, you know, everyone now. to like. So it just it sucks, you know. But you gotta, you know, you gotta keep everyone happy, and you know, getting the uh, even the warm up, you know, songs like you know, maybe play like four or five songs in the warm up, and I actually. You know, I put my foot down last year because it was the same songs over and over again, like for the last two years. So finally, we changed it up, and you know, I was able to throw in uh, throw in some anthrax in there. And so it was good. It was uh, see how this year goes. I'm I'm hoping that we can maybe do something like a shootout song, like you know, in baseball, like guys come out, you know, like you know, they they play songs or something like that when they're when they're getting up, uh, getting ready to hit like bat or whatever. Like for us, like for shootouts, you know, like have a guy that has like you know plays the same song before he goes in the shootout. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think the fans would like that. So I tried giving that idea to our PR department, maybe. You should uh, you should put a rider in your next contract that uh, you get to program the, the PA music during the game. and then. Oh, seriously. I would love that. Like, I would drive people crazy, but I would be happy. <laughs> I'd be sitting there on the bench loving it. But that's what I was thinking. Like, my shootout song would be, like, just get, like, I don't know, like, Meshuggah in there, something like Bleed, or just that opening riff of Bleed, just play it over and over again before I go. People would have no idea what's going on. That's actually a great scared. idea, though, for the shootout. Uh, Sean, get, yeah. to your, get to your superiors over there at the NHL. I'll, I'll bring it up in the next staff meeting. Hey, uh, do you notice the music yeah. when you're in other buildings? Uh, to me, traveling around, I mean, Pittsburgh Pits- always has has a great soundtrack before the game. You know, I'm not a. Uh, you always do the pregame skate, but half the time I don't pay attention. I always make sure I'm in my seat yeah. before everything starts in Pittsburgh. I hope it stays the same with their new yeah. building. But in Old Mellon Arena, they would just take the roof right off that place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I noticed that like. There, yeah, there it's awesome. Um, surprisingly, down in uh, down in Florida, um, playing the Panthers. Uh, this is back when uh, Ole Jokinen was playing there. So I think there's like that Finnish connection. I think they're they played like I think they played a Bodum song or maybe it was like a Morpheus song or something in there. Like just threw it, it in it there randomly, Bodum. and it was yeah, just I heard like, Bodum there. Yeah, it's like it's it's got to be something like that. Like it was pretty cool. Like just to pick that out instead of hearing the same old, you know. Eminem or Jay Z or one of those Lil Wayne or whatever the hell auto tune yep. uh, rap <laughs> nah, whatever Pittsburgh's make people great. happy out there. But in Pittsburgh they drop the puck to rain and blood. That's so amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. But they'll oh, play like great. you know Anaheim actually, plays think- good. Actually, it's good that Ludman's out here because Anaheim plays. They play old school Slayer and Megadeth and you yeah, know, for for that stuff absolutely. it's it's pretty heavy. And they played yeah, face that's, that's to right Slayer. Up, that's right up Tony's alley. Yeah, exactly. He'll he'll be he'll feel good in the games with that. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think actually in Toronto they play uh, before the puck drops. I think they play Master Puppets. Not sure. Yeah, something like that. I just remember thinking, oh, all right, this is okay. This is better well, you, than well, you know, in Dallas, Rihanna yeah. song yeah. for the fifth time. You know, Dallas, uh, Vinny and uh, Dime from Pantera wrote the intro for the stars they play. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I was actually, uh, I was talking to the, uh, every time I die guys, if they wanted to get into doing something like that, kind of half jokingly, like, you know, the Buffalo guys, you might as well. I mean, they're huge Sabre fans, Bills fans, what have you. So, well, you should bug your buddy, Ken, anything. You should bug your buddy, Ken Susie, because they actually did the, uh, the intro for the San Antonio Rampage, which is the Coyotes. Yeah, I, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard about that. So, <laughs> I have to, you know, get, get Ken to, do something like that, whatever, uh, save a riff from their new CD and just 
test it out. Although the as Utid, our, uh, as our intro song, that'd be perfect. The Utid guys, though, they're Buffalo natives, so they, they'd be good too. Yeah, exactly. So I was actually I was joking around about the uh, I was uh, the Camara dudes too uh, about uh, the the shootout songs. They thought that was a great idea. Just yeah. make a, but they were gonna make like a specific song for me too, <laughs> just like a terrible song. <laughs> like, oh, that's nice. Like one guy goes out there to some like you know like Drake or rap song, whatever. Then all of a sudden I just have this terrible like metal song. <laughs> Everyone in the crowd is what? Well, you'll need to practice your shootout <laughs> so, skills so you can get to do that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like just have like the most extreme metal song going. And then I go down and just totally butcher my shot. Just, <laughs> like, just, like, just not even worth it. So well, uh, you never know. It, it might, should be fun. Hopefully it might scare the goalie. I was going to say, you have to yeah, take a exactly. slap shot between the face-off circles yeah. and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. to go along with the music. Just rip one right in his mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, how do you think, uh, on, on a hockey-related note, how do you feel about the Sabres this year? Oh, I think it's going to be it's going to be a great season. We got a, we're off to a really good start here in training camp. Uh, you know, everyone came in great shape, obviously, and um, guys are looking good out there, and you know, it helps when, uh, you know, we have the best goalie in the world, you know, between the pipes. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we know he's going to play well for us. You know, Ryan Miller is just amazing. But, uh, you know, we got we got the team for sure to uh, do some damage. I mean, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, guys stepping on up, especially last year. Um, you know, making the playoffs was huge, but we got, uh, you know, kicked out in the first round. So we're hoping to get better. But, uh you know, guys are feeling good. I'm feeling good, and you know, I'm just excited to be back. How amazing was that first round series? You know, I was there for part of it. Buffalo and Boston, two really big hockey markets. The games were great. Miller right. and Rask going back and forth. I mean, every game just seems so full of energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they're Boston's a pretty you know physical team, and uh, you know, it was a tough series. And I mean, it's. Uh, you even look at the, the Philly and Boston series, you know, how that went. It was just like, you know, out of nowhere, you know, Philly coming back and, you know, Boston, they were a tough team. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, you look at our division this year, even, you know, with, uh, I think Toronto is going to be better, obviously. And, uh, you know, Montreal and Ottawa are, are tough teams as well. So, and throw Boston in there. I mean, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough. There's definitely no, uh, no easy games. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good year. I think if you can get the rest of your teammates into the acacia strain, you'll have a much better chance. <laughs> oh my god! Just speaking of just just scare them into playing better. <laughs> exactly. Like, just oh my god! That first that yeah that opening riff or that beast song or whatever just the on wormwood there is just yeah people would have no idea. Awesome. Eric Roy would just be so scared. <laughs> be hilarious. I was going to say just, you have he's to. So yeah, just used to the some techno or some whatever song and just just play that it'd be be hilarious you'd have to put i, wish I could get away with that voice <laughs> <laughs> you could give it a whirl i was going to say you'd have to put ryan in a separate room so he could stay nice and calm and focused like he always <laughs> yeah is. yeah exactly but, but you put, put the rest of the boys there ryan, and play it everyone else yeah seriously actually i don't know i actually uh i'm a big fan of the uh the absence actually they got their their new one came out too like yep. uh I really like that a lot. Check out a band so called I was Legion too. Playing that. Cool. Well, hey, What's dude, that? 
Uh, there's a band called Allegiant that's kind of similar to, to to them too. You should check out brand new band too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, we we greatly appreciate you doing this, man. Yeah, no, no problem. This is great. It's fun actually to you know talk with uh, talk about this stuff because I do it. You know, I do it with obviously some of my you know buddies around here. But you know, when you're around the rink all day, you, you listen to the same stuff and the same songs, and you can't really get into uh, you know a true music conversation with anyone around there. So this is good. I appreciate it for having me guys. Hey, no problem. Anytime. And hopefully we can check in during the season. We'll see what new stuff you're liking too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let me know. Awesome. All dude. Right. Good luck with the season. Thanks dude. man. All right. Thanks a lot guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. And it was great talking to Drew Stafford. I mean, uh, really cool guy. I was really blown away by how much he really does know about metal. He is not a poser. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I think it was the Tony Ludman influence. If you know Tony at all, and he spent a few years with Tony in Buffalo before Tony went to Anaheim, Tony is is metal through and through, and I think he took Drew under his wing and, and taught him a few things, at least about the Finnish metal. All those Finnish hockey guys, like Yanni Ninema, when he was over, he went on tour with Cannibal Course for like a week. And, uh, you know, we obviously deal with a bunch of stuff in, in Europe. And some of the Finnish guys that we know in the music business, they're like, oh, yeah, all those hockey players, they're always over here every summer going to all the festivals and stuff. So it's pretty funny how, you know, a certain country would have that much in it. Yeah, no, and Yanni was perhaps the biggest one I know. I mean, there's a famous story when he made the All-Star team one year and he took over the boombox in the Western Conference uh, dressing room and he tried to put on some of his metal music and uh, that lasted maybe half a song and uh, all the Edmonton sports writers were asking who the bands were that he was listening to and as you tried to list them, they're like, who, who, how do you spell that? <laughs> it, it was hilarious. I, all of a sudden, I became an expert for, for five minutes in my chosen field. It's amazing, you know, I always, this is kind of what blows me away about, you know, when you talk to these athlete guys, like, you know, he's an NHL player, you know, really good, solid player for the Sabres, who are a very, very good team, and yet he knows so much about about the music, and it's amazing, it's really interesting to me, and I think, you know, it's fun for the bands, too, that like, hey, you're like, influencer, got to go out and play, you know, a sport well. Yeah, and, and they apply it to every part of their life. I thought one of the interesting things in, in Drew's interview, and it was a great idea, was talking about the shootouts and, and having a song for, for each guy for the shootout, much like they do in baseball for an at-bat. And, uh, you know, I thought that was a great idea, and it just shows how much these guys, you know, bring the music into their lives. Oh, I love that idea. Well, you, working at the NHL, need to get that up to your higher-ups there, like I said before, because what a what a just a brilliant uh, a brilliant idea. I'm like, wow, that'd be so cool. Although I guess it would be kind of tough for the the opposing team because you've got you know three guys or however many they're going to go deep playing something, and then obviously the, the the other people don't get one. But I think it'd be a great idea. Well, maybe they could play like easy listening and country <laughs> for the visiting team. I'm sure that'll go over even better, right? <laughs> Absolutely craziness but yeah great dude drew and uh he actually hung out quite a bit with uh ken susie from unearth who was also a hockey guy who at some point we got to get on on the air as well talk about his growing up a hockey player and then becoming a metal star yeah and it'll be interesting to see what drew does this year he's at that point in his career where he's ready i think to have a breakout traditional power forward what you would call the death metal position of the <laughs> nhl you know he's the guy that's going to go to the net and bang bodies around it's like a mosh pit out there with the defenseman so this this could be the year where he really reaches the potential that people had for him when he was in college yeah we hope so i mean he's one of those solid guys that can get a good you know 10 to 20 goals every every year chip in you know some assists and be a, a tough tough forward I, I mean look that boston i mean the buffalo team is so that's kind of their whole mantra now they don't have any stars aside from ryan miller and goal 
but the other guys are there. So it should be interesting to see what happens. So, you know, Drew talked about his kind of how he got into the whole metal world and the metal scene. So, you know, you're a guy that, that works for the NHL. You're not in the music business. Like, how did you get so into metal? Uh, back home in Rhode Island when I was 15, 16, you're looking for your way. You know, you hear bands like ACDC and you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. And then uh, I saw Accept play at Rocky Point, which is now closed. It was an amusement park. It was a free show on Friday if you paid your admission to go into the amusement park. And I saw Udo Dirkschneider on stage. It's a little, little mighty might, you know, a Brian Gianta type, you might say, <laughs> just belting out these awesome tunes. And I was like, this... This is what speaks to me. And from there, it's just gone, you know, and it's, it's been in phases. There's times when you step out of it. There's times when you step back into it. But that was really, for me, the genesis of everything that came after that point was pretty much that one show. I had seen Deal before that again and been like, hey, this is pretty good. But I was also going to see bands like Billy Squire and stuff like that. Lover Boy. You know, I was kind of torn where I was going to go. And Udo and the boys did it for me. They pushed me down the path, the righteous path. So how do you how do you flesh it out? So you see accept and you get into accept and then you flesh it out to all the other metal stuff. Like how do you was it people that you knew or you know did you find various magazines? How was it that you fleshed out your love for that heavier stuff from accept? Well, it was definitely magazines for a long time because again, growing up in Rhode Island, it, you, it's not a cultural, radio station. Uh, no, HJY was the big one, but that was more like classic rock, and, and they had the the overnight metal hour. I, I forget what it was called, but so it was magazines. There's Kerrang and Circus and all those magazines. The key point was when I got out of college and I moved to New Jersey to take a job in the newspaper business, and I was lucky enough to live within the sphere of WSOU Pirate Radio and uh, Seton Hall University, and that was my metal education and from there everything they exposed me to so much old stuff new stuff new bands coming out you know that was the first place i heard a lot of bands like kill switch and gauge and clutch and bands like that and then you know it was just a a lust to find more stuff and you know being an inquisitive guy being a writer and a voracious reader you know was reading about a lot of these bands and you know reading about the movement and doing things like that and it's just kind of built on itself but the more interesting question i think is where does the godfather of metal where was (laughs) his introduction to to what we've all come to know and love well uh i'm much older than everybody should not know how old i am but anyway um my cousin played me uh, Deep Purple Machine Head. So I'd never, up till that, I hadn't heard like Jerry Reed or Johnny Cash or something, nothing real heavy. He played me Machine Head. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? So the next day I went in, bought it at the record store for a dollar and I really got into that. And then my neighbor said, hey, if you like Deep Purple, you'd like Black Sabbath and Emerson, Lake and Palmer and all this stuff. So I started getting into that. And luckily enough, when I was growing up, we had, uh, it was at the time called like a bootleg radio station or underground radio, uh, K-West in LA. And they would play Kiss, uh, Rock and Roll All Night, UFO, Shoot Shoot, um, Judas Priest uh, from Sad Wings of Destiny, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. So that's kind of, you know, while I got friends telling me about stuff, back then we barely had any magazines or anything at Circus or Hit Parade, or, but that radio station really kind of opened my eyes. So that kind of came, and then I listened to the first Iron Maiden record, and that really completely changed my life. And that was all about metal and nothing but metal ever since then. It's a far different... Uh 
trajectory than than kids today i mean there was no satellite radio there was no itunes like you had to work to oh, yeah. find to find your metal music and to become you know part of the tribe it wasn't it wasn't just floating around on the internet and saying oh that band sounds cool let me listen to a snippet of it it was something you really had to work at to do well i was a big tape trader back then too and like you know tape trading was awesome but like now you can kind of tape trade over the internet in seconds back then it was weeks so uh yeah it's it's definitely quite a bit different from from the way it was then till now but i mean look i just think it's awesome that so many people still get into it it's always fascinating to find out you know how guys outside of the music business you know kind of get into it but you forget you know metal such a big genre of music now that so many people are into it that just aren't you know regular metalheads i mean they're you know executives that work at the national hockey league yeah, I don't know about executives, but uh, <laughs> there, there's some people there that definitely like metal, and uh, you know, hopefully it, it'll take a bigger it'll take a bigger influence as it goes forward. And, and you know, again, that's part of being a, a metal guy. I mean, it, it's almost like you're preaching. You know, it's the same thing as any niche thing that that you love. You know, you want people to embrace it, and you have to be the guy that spreads the word and passes the tapes along and does all that. And, and hopefully, you know people understand it and and people take it for what it is and and i think the best way to do that is when you hear people that you respect for another reason you know if you respect drew stafford because he's a great hockey player or or whoever it is that loves metal and you respect them for something else maybe that message is a little bit more poignant because it's not from a quote-unquote traditional metalhead who is push to the sides a little bit these are these are people that you deal with every day and i i think that's the strongest message there is i agree well thanks for everybody hanging out with us this month hope you enjoyed it uh keep coming back we're going to be talking with more sports celebrities and music celebrities about their love of metal and music and uh he's sean rourke where can we find your wonderful work outside of here uh nhl.com the place to go for all things hockey and, of course, I'm Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records, and you can go to MetalBlade.com or MetalBlade.tv. Thanks again for hanging out. Thanks, Sean, and uh, we'll see you guys next month.